Welcome to Cloudlandia. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Jackson. I, I'm Mr. Talking to Mr. Sullivan. Jackson. That's yes, right. And welcome welcome to, Cloudlandia. to Cloudlandia. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a beautiful uh, day in the Winter Haven outpost of Cloudlandia. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's a beautiful and it's a beautiful day in the actual winter. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, where where are you today? Are you in 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 Toronto? Oh yeah. Oh, you're in, in Toronto. Toronto. Okay. In my basement, sitting next to my blazing fireplace. <laughs> I like it. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, yeah. yeah. We've had uh, actually. It's been. Uh, I think I've noticed the seasons more since I'm here all the time. I've been, you know, uh, in the same place more or less going through the four season cycles. So we're mm-hmm. right back to where we were just weeks before the COVID lockdown year started. Oh wow! Now, have you built yeah. a have you built a tunnel between your main house and the, the garden house? We were told that the city, uh, if it found out, would be very, very unhappy with that. Oh, and, really? Uh, where, yeah. And where where are you going to put the dirt? Ah, I see. You know, it's the prison break. We're in the prison. Well, you break have a cottage. Laundry. You have a cottage. <laughs> Uh, yes, indeed. But uh, no, it's been great because we've devoted the uh, cottage house, which we built, um, when was that? Uh, probably about three years, um, which was for parties, which, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of part- parties for a bad and I are party people. Uh, yeah. Um, in terms of giving them, we, li- we like to put on yeah. parties. This, yeah. And uh, for our strategic coach entrepreneurs when they come to town and uh and uh you know but that's been out you know that's uh you can't do that um during social distancing um what will i call it it's a form of rationing social social prohibition let's call it social prohibition Yeah, it's kind of like rationing and prohibition. You know, we're going through Uh, two experiences here. And uh, so we just decided that we would, you know, we wouldn't uh, split our personal life and work life in the same place. So we we have, you know, a cottage with two floors and um, three floors, actually. But uh, Babs has has a stand-up. Yeah, she likes to stand up uh, mm-hmm. for her meetings, and uh, I'm in the basement. And uh, you've been yeah. down there; it's very comfortable. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the one, the one thing that uh, makes a basement not a basement is if you build it with high ceilings. Uh, one yep. of the things I've noticed is that most people create a space called the basement, but they make the uh, height too low for my liking. Yeah. But we have uh, we have ten foot ceilings in all of our houses, and that's uh, okay. you know it's very very nice. It's very very nice. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. So uh, yeah. The, I mean, I have to tell you, uh, there's nothing to dislike about um, our concentrated engagement with Cloudlandia over the last twelve months. No, 
And it's been exactly now 12. Nothing. It's been uh, almost almost exactly 12 months, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, our actual close date, close down date was the 13th of March. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. um, and a year ago, uh, a year ago, uh, you and I were in Boulder, Colorado, because we had our three zone summit um, just about this time last year. Well, we were uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, is what you meant to say. Yeah. 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 Not Boulder. Not Boulder. Not Boulder, uh, we Colorado. Were the, we were at the Boulders. We were at the Boulders. That's right. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. In North North Scottsdale. I think it's North. Uh, yeah. North Northern part of Scottsdale. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, and Tuesday we'll be at another summit. And uh, as we did last year, the kickoff was Dean Jackson. Um, oh, am I the kickoff and, again? Oh, this will be. You're great. the kickoff. You're okay, the kickoff. I love yeah, it. We'll, yeah. So the way we'll do it is, I have three questions for everybody, and they're general questions. So uh, not only the free zone entrepreneurs, but their team members and their guests can equally um, engage with these questions and answer them, and then we'll put everybody in uh, in breakout sessions just for the first. Mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes just to warm things up. And then uh, I will introduce uh, Mr. Jackson, who has another riveting tale from Cloudlandia. I love it. This will be good. The Cloudlandia files as it's growing. I mean, it's a whole different uh, world even than it was last year. And I sent you a bit of a framework this morning to consider. I got that, which I appreciate. Yeah. It's perfect. And, we uh, were on the same. We were on the same uh, yeah. page with that, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I had a terrific uh, YouTube uh, workshop. You know, I'm every quarter or so I'm putting on a um, Zoom, um, mm-hmm. not a YouTube, but a Zoom, um, um, Zoom workshop to talk about Zoom. And in some of them, yeah. we talk. You know, people who have all sorts of tips and techniques. Uh, they they come on and they talk about their tips and techniques. But this time, um, I had two stories. A woman who lives in Scottsdale, uh, named Michelle Bosch, and Michelle, uh, as she told in her story, is an uh, immigrant to the United States from Honduras, and her mm-hmm. husband uh, from Germany. So they have met and married and settled down in Scottsdale. And they went into um, purchasing land, land, just raw land, and then you know, um, letting it, um, letting it appreciate in price, and then flipping it for projects, and and then they uh, started to uh, do building projects of their own with land, and then sell the, you know, sell the projects or have them as um, have them as uh, revenue gener- mm-hmm. generating, and then they started a coaching program to show other people how they could do that. And generally, their um, people who are in their coaching program are people who are in jobs that they don't like, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, as is the case over the last year, had lost their jobs. And mm-hmm. uh, and and then she was telling just the sheer. Um, you know, challenge that she was confronted with with because everything she was doing was in person and in person was wiped off, you know, Mm -hmm. as 
it was for you as it was for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then just talked about her Zoom transformation over the last year. And it was just really, really great. And then um, the second speaker, so, you know, I would have thinking with that. And I said, okay, now what insights did you get from Michelle's, uh, Michelle's story? And, uh, and then in the, the second hour, I had a, a very interesting man by the name of Juan Sanchez, who actually lives in Guatemala. He's a, both uh, Michelle and Juan are 10 times participants in Strategic mm-hmm. Coach. And Juan has a big company. He's got about 2,000 employees, and they do private label clothing manufacture for big U.S. and global um, wow. uh, uh-huh. brands. brands. And he was talking about all the work that he had done over the last five years or so of really involving the, his team with the teams of the, you know, the brand, the brand, um, you know, the brand retailers and uh, how, you know, they, the, the companies, uh, you know, and famous brands uh, mm-hmm. would bring their teams to Guatemala and they would design products together and of course I was completely eliminated so he created you know he used everything off the shelf that he could from zoom and other technologies and he created a, what is called a um, a design creativity playroom and uh, the long the long story going right to the chase scene right here is that he's taken every expert in his company and created a design design creativity team. And then he encourages the manufacturers to do the same thing with their companies. So Mm -hmm. it would be every part of their packaging, every part of their retail, and they would get together, uh, you know, online, Zoom, 90-minute sessions, and usually, um, you know, a number of them over a period of a month. And, he, and he's um, reduced his idea to market, idea to market time from around six months down to about six weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's something. I mean, that that speed of, you know, I, I like two things about what you were saying about him uh, being a private label. Uh, being able, that's a capability that he's uh, got to be able to make mm-hmm. um, clothes. That's very similar to the company that supports Kylie Jenner within the cosmetics. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. thing that uh, they have as the um, advantage is they can go from idea to shipping product in five days a cosmetic mm-hmm. uh, line. And that's pretty, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> that's pretty amazing if they find, you know, someone who's got a, uh, a vision for what they mm-hmm. want to uh, do to be able to execute that and get it out the, out the door in five days. Yeah. 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 That speed. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty, uh, you know, it's really interesting. I mean, I was just taking, uh, you know, I mean, I was using that as notes of how idea, produ- you and I are in the idea production, we're in the concept production right. business, and mm-hmm. uh, how quickly I can envision something and uh, uh, 
schedule an event and uh, actually present a new idea at an event um, because all the travel consideration of all those steps has been has been eliminated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've got the reach of, you know, that, that's part, that's an interesting um, thing of being able to conceive of something and literally, you know, I, I think you could go, I, I'm confident I could wake up with an idea and execute it by the end of the day for a workshop. Mm-hmm. If that was, you know, I mean, literally being able to, well, one thing I found in, in Cloudlandia, in, in that we're all um, kind of, you know, in one place now, one thing mm-hmm. that I've found that's very interesting to me, and I just kind of stumbled on it maybe three breakthrough blueprints ago, I had, um, I had an open spot. We had somebody who had, had, had to shift to the next one. And so that I had an open spot in the, um, workshop. And so the day before I sent out a message to everybody who had inquired about the, the breakthrough blueprint, um, you know, in the last three months or whatever, I sent a quick message to them saying, Hey, I've got an open spot for the breakthrough blueprint tomorrow and Tuesday. Um, if you can organize your, uh, to make that work. Yeah. If you can organize, you you know, to to make that work, uh, I've got a spot available. Right. And I was surprised that we ended up, there were three people who, you know, were able to drop everything and come, um, with for those two days. And I did that again and again. And what I'm finding is that there's always two or three people who I find it almost that it's easier for some people because they don't have the logistics of traveling, that it's easier Mm -hmm. for them to see that they could rearrange and clear the deck from 10 to five on these two, the next two days. It's easier for them to do that than to c- commit to clearing those things 30 days from now. Well, the the other aspect of that is the other side. Uh, yeah. The, so let's say they had, uh, you know, they had something that was scheduled and they yeah. wanted to move it, but it also required uh, travel considerations from the people yeah. whose schedule they were changing. Right. In other words, it was inconvenience. Right. It's less. It's really less inconvenient for you to cancel something than for the people you're canceling on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting, right? Like that, because of no travel, that it's literally just the well, the time. There's no margins on it. Like there's no, because if you're in your Zoom environment there's no margins of even needing to travel locally to get anywhere. You can yeah. literally, yeah. it's just those windows. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting. I was, uh, uh, the next quarterly book, uh, which, uh, we have one coming out, uh, right now, you know, in other words, uh-huh. it's the beginning of a new workshop. And the one that's coming out right now is called innovation, 
innovation over envy. Uh, okay, and you know it's one of my quarterly books. But the one that I'm writing right now for the June, July, August quarter uh, is called Zooming Ahead. I've just, you know, sort of, yeah, you know, put this. And uh, so we're, you know, you know, I'm going through the process. We, we're, uh, I'm just starting chapter four and we've got uh, three, you know, we've got the interviews, which produce the text, um, three yeah. of them in place. And, and we've got the cartoons for three of them done. And I was being interviewed by Shannon Waller. So I do a fast filter, which is, a, you know, a basic organizing tool for me. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that's how we do our chapters. I'll do a, a fast filter on the chapter. And then Shannon Waller is a superb interviewer. Um, she's been with us. So it'll be 30 years in July. July, Shannon's been with us yeah. 30 years. And uh, so she's she's just a terrific interviewer, you know, and she just takes me through the fast filter. Uh-huh. And then uh, the things I have written down, we cover, but then also just like our conversation here, all sorts of things pop up in the, in the you know, in the, uh, in the, you know, as the conversation goes along and all sorts of things they hadn't thought about pop up. And I was thinking, I was saying, you know, uh, uh, travel uh, in our minds before the last year, travel was almost like the law of gravity. It controlled your life, but you never gave it any thought, you know, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. you were in danger. And I said, uh, the, the, what I would call, there's the laws of travel gravity. <laughs> okay? right. And that everything, when we would plan anything prior to a year ago, when we would plan anything on our future, we had to take into account the travel law of gravity, you know, uh-huh. which uh, uh, pulls you back, pulls you down, slows things down, uh, yeah. increases comp- increases complexity. And I yeah. I gave a little I gave a little uh, picture to uh, Shannon, and I said, you know, uh, I think everybody maybe younger in their life has had dreams of flying that they could fly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you know, and uh, it's a very, very prevalent human dream. They found that just about everybody yeah. has dreams where they would experience themselves, and it's uh, and uh, and there are always great dreams. Like everybody, when they think about their flying dreams, they always think of uh, you know that it's not a negative thing; it's positive. It's not a nightmare. It's a very pleasant dream. And uh, I was saying, so, you know, uh, every once in a while, uh, we have a balcony on our main house that overlooks um, overlooks the whole property. And it's, you know, it's a very nice, very nice view. And uh, I said, so one one day I'm up on the balcony. I said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to step off to see if that law of gravity is still in operation. <laughs> <laughs> and to my surprise, I can float. I can float. Mm, and I, I said, love it. So let's say I float around for, you know, I float around for five minutes and then I just decide, well, I'm going to go down to the ground. My, my sense is in the next 24 hours, almost Every thought you had about reality would go through a transformation just because of the yeah. fact that something that had been with you since birth wasn't there for five minutes. My right. sense is that 
that's the experience that we've had if we've really engaged with Cloudlandia is uh-huh. that every thought we had about the future, the past, and everything was governed by the gravitational law of travel. Yes. And then wow. for a year, yeah. it's not been there. And mm-hmm. to a certain extent, we've had a floating dream. You know, we've had a mm-hmm. floating experience. I think that's amazing because as you were saying that, you know, you, you think I've been in this kind of like orbital path where like rotating around the earth that I know in any calendar year, I'm going to be in Chicago four times. I'm going to be in Phoenix three or four times. I'm going to be in Toronto, in London, in Amsterdam, in Sydney. And that gravitational rotation of, uh, there's a lot of energy and in between stuff to pull that off. And so Mm -hmm. all of that freedom now that I can instantly be in even even we've talked about the um the time impact of even doing a local breakthrough blueprint would be a sunday afternoon till wednesday evening bubble of being away from my home environment and being in Mm a um, hotel and all the Mm -hmm. travel and things that go with that and now it's a 10 o'clock to five o'clock, you know, discreet little window within my regular home environment with people. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned on the, the last uh, breakthrough blueprint, we did had people from, uh, from Hawaii all the way to Liechtenstein on the same, yeah. uh, in the same thing, all at home in their environment. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. it's interesting because, uh, you know, the, probably the most persistent uh, requests that we've had from um, people who live not in, you know, not in Canada, not in the United States or not in the UK, because we do the, uh, mm-hmm. we've done the workshops locally, um, you know, <clears throat> in those countries, but the biggest, the most persistent request that we've had is when are you coming to Australia? You know, yeah. when, when is coach coming to Australia? Yeah. And it's really interesting. And I said, um, well, uh, you know, we don't have the marketing capability to do that uh, from a time standpoint because all of our, uh, our sales, uh, salespeople are, you know, within the time zone reach of London or Toronto or Chicago or Los Angeles. So, yeah. you know, we're governed, they're governed by how much, uh, how much we can, uh, you know, travel. I mean, and, um, you know, uh, Australia is another day. <laughs> right. Uh, they're in tomorrow at any time. Yeah. They're already there. living in the future. <laughs> they're already living in the future. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yet we've had clients who have been in the program continually for as long as 15 years from uh, Sydney, at least Sydney or Melbourne, uh, more in the eastern part of Australia. And they've done, they've done a five-day turnaround to come for a single strategic coach workshop, you know, and they've yeah. done that four times a year, so 20 of their days, um, yeah. you know, at minimum 17 hours in the air, 
uh, and uh, you know the cost of that plus you know uh, the you know the uh, jet lag and every, yeah. everything associated with that type of travel. Yeah. So last September, as a result, out of necessity, we created a virtual global program of Strategic Coach, which is mm-hmm. six times a year. It's not four times a year. It's six times. And it's uh, a workshop every two months. And it's a four-hour workshop. And then you have in-between connector calls like we do. Yes. You know, so um, most people are in touch every month. So they have their workshop months, and then they have two, uh, well, a couple more connectors in between. So probably three times, uh, three times six. So probably they're in contact 18 times during the year. And that's a very satisfying program for them. Yeah. You know, it's, very, it's a very satisfying program. We have to date, and this just started last September, so we're, you know, approaching six months in it. We have as many signups for a strategic coach from Australia in the last six months than we had in our first 31 years. That's great. Yeah. That's perfect. And they've been waiting. And they've been Mm -hmm. waiting. They've been, they've been waiting. Or they've they've started and stopped probably some of them, you know? Yeah. And we started coming to LA or these are entirely new. These are, these are entirely new. Wow. Wow. I mean, we have comebacks. We have people who have come back, Uh but we don't count those as new registrations. They're they're what we call out back ends. (laughs) Yeah. Out back ends. That's good. They were out, but now they're back in. So we call them out back ends. OBI. 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 And everything like that. But I I was thinking of, uh, we have a client from Singapore by the name of Roy and Rice. Rice probably made the trip 13 times from Singapore. It's 23 hours flight time from Singapore. And, wow. uh, and, and, uh, so he comes on now. We do, um, he comes on for a, um, Chicago central time. So, uh, uh-huh. what I would ordinarily have done in Chicago, we start at 10 o'clock rather than nine o'clock. Toronto, we start at nine o'clock. And, yeah. uh, so he came out, and it was eleven o'clock. It was um, it was eleven o'clock in Singapore in the evening. So, yeah, right. Uh, an, an hour before midnight, and he said, yeah. oh, so great." He said, and I said, "So how are you handling this?" He says, oh, "I take a I take a nap from around five o'clock to nine o'clock." Oh wow! Uh, in the afternoon, and he said, "I just get four hours in," and he says, "That's great," and I don't schedule heavily tomorrow. You know, he says, I give myself, you know, time to get a good sleep. And But he'll, he'll go from 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the evening till five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, then he, yeah. And, uh, but he's a global entrepreneur, you know, he's a global yeah. entrepreneur. So he's used to dealing with really far-flung time zones of people from around the planet. So he's, yeah, uh, he's already adjusted to that. But he said, uh, he said, I can tell you, he said, any negative thought I might have about doing a strategic coach workshop in the middle of the night, I just think of the 23 hours each way that I used to have to go. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, Nanad uh, from India. Yeah, from Mumbai. Been, from Mumbai. Yeah, from Mumbai. I mean, look at how many, uh, how much Mm-hmm. He was sharing with us mm-hmm. at one of the workshops how long the uh, mm-hmm. the journey is for him. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, uh, yeah, instant, instant location. That's really one of these great things. That's like you were talking about. There's no gravity. Um, no, you, I, I, but, but it kind of unhinges your thinking about life, yeah. both your past life and your future life, just like being able to float in space would unhinge every thought you yes. had because it's all conditioned by the requirements yeah. of the gravitation. You're, yeah. You know, and yeah. one of the things I was thinking about, Dean, was your notion of how long you can be creative and, uh, you know, having bigger goals than that. How much that was conditioned by the fact that it was going to be, require as much or even more travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was, when you were talking about that gravity um, idea, I was likening it also to the, to capabilities that when you realize what the marketplace for capabilities is right now, that basically anything that you could imagine is available at whatever scale of it you need that you don't have for a creative person, the thing that's always been the biggest um, obstacle is the gravity of, of execution. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of weighed, weighed down, you know? Um, Well, your vision, uh, your, your the you know the confidence of your vision was very much mm-hmm. controlled by the uh, by the um, gravity your capabilities. Of, yeah, capabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the gravity of your capabilities. That's what I. That's the real mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That now yeah. there's zero gravity on capabilities. For I, I mean, I want to say for anything, but certainly for almost everything, that's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. Especially when you take into consideration that so much of it is just, if you let go of the idea also that the um, not being able to afford it is a gravity in itself as well. Right, that having to yeah, and, have your own yeah. money for something is yeah. a um, yeah. is a gravity. Yep, yep, yeah, it's, uh, very, very, very much so. You know, our salespeople. It took us, uh, you know, it took our sales team a bit of time to adjust to this fact. And I said, "How many of your, um, you know, maybes, you know, like." They really loved the program. They loved the whole idea of the program, but they said, you know, um, you know, it just doesn't fit into my schedule right now. It actually wasn't about their schedule. It was the sacrifice they were going to have to go through to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is about your schedule. I mean, in the case of, you know, in case of Australia and Singapore, you're talking about five five days rather than... Uh, an event that takes place in four hours and you're doing what you want to do up until it starts and you're doing what you want to do immediately and there's no travel time. 
Yeah. And there's no expense of that. I mean, there's a, you know, an equal, it's quite a, um, you know, I would argue in, in most cases, it's an equal monetary commitment to, to the travel as it is for the, the program. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other, the other thing that is removed and I deal with this in the book, I, uh, I said, you know, uh, interpersonal politics is actually a spatial it's actually a spatial reality when you think about personal politics so think of the um um you know skyscrapers in the financial district of toronto the td center scotia center first canadian place scotia you know all, all the big bank buildings and um um the person with the most politics, the most personal politics, political power, where does that person, uh, in the, where does that person dwell in those buildings? Mm-hmm. At the tippy top. At the tippy top and <laughs> on the tippy top floor, where is this person's office? Yeah, in the corner. With the best, best view. view. Right. Best view. And how much space uh, does his or her office take up compared with everybody else's office? Yeah, more. Yeah. So these are all spatial considerations. Ah. These are all these are all spatial. These are not time considerations. They're spatial considerations. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never thought about what. What does that mean? What? What's going on there. So. Well, for example, I was yeah. reading, you know, I'm a, I'm a World War II history junkie and a, uh, where um, Hitler's office was. So Hitler was, uh, and, uh, you know, had his own huge edifice. Uh, uh, and an even bigger one was being planned for him, but they took over an existing building and retrofitted it. But when you were uh, admitted into Hitler's presence, uh, it was a hundred foot walk from the door till you got to his desk. Oh, really? Wow. And when you got to the desk, there were no chairs for you. (laughs) And his desk was raised and his desk was raised. These are spatial considerations. So you're looking up. They're like going to the farm. You're looking up. And he wasn't that tall, you know. He was five foot eight. Right. I looked it up yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, Stalin or Hitler was five foot eight. Stalin was five foot six. Mussolini was five foot six. Churchill was five foot five. Tojo, really? The wow. Military le- Tojo, the military leader of Japan, was five foot two, and Franklin Roosevelt was in. And Franklin Roosevelt was in a wheelchair, so it didn't matter how tall he was. And uh, right. so these are the six major leaders, and uh, uh-huh. the tallest is five foot eight. Okay. Uh-huh. But in every case, with Stalin, with uh, I don't know about Churchill. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. It doesn't really play that much part in democracies as it does in uh, you know dictatorships. But they all um, had raised seats, raised desks, everything when they dealt with other people. Wow, this is amazing. There's yeah, something but uh, these are spatial. It's con- it's entirely spatial. It's not it's not time. 
and that's all leveled in in Zoom, is what you're saying. I well, guess, uh, right? cer- cer- certainly, yeah. a lot of it is removed. Uh huh. Yeah. So, for example, on a Zoom screen, uh, which we're delighted it's 25 or 49 right now. So we get 25 frames per page or we get 49, depending on how we want to have it. And, uh, but, but where you are on that page is strictly a matter of where you want to be on that page. Yeah. I like that because I, I found that out that you can move people around too. You yep. can move the windows around. That's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Yep. 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 And everybody's got the same size square. And the other one is every one of their backgrounds is custom designed for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, these are such, uh, it's such interesting times. You know, we, we look a year into this now. It's just the most normal thing. That yeah. we're, we're talking about Zoom like it's, it's, that it's really it's the new normal for uh yeah i mean it's the primary thing i think um i will continue. well it is it is for uh it is for some people but for yeah. other people it's completely absent it's completely absent right. my yeah and i've been you know i've been keeping a steady uh, daily check uh you know i check my uh uh, what I would call my commentary spots on on the internet, so, you know. So I go on the internet every day, and I've got about twelve areas that tend to produce really well written, thoughtful articles, and those mm-hmm. are the spots that I go to. I mean, the breaking news and that doesn't really interest me. It's it's the um, you know in depth, you know, usually about a couple thousand word uh, blog or article about a particular topic where somebody, you know, has really investigated those submissives what yeah. they come up with. And I've checked it since last March and not one on what you and I are talking about on Cloudlandia. There hasn't been one article that talks about the amazing breakthrough that's happened over the last yeah. five months. So it's my feeling thing. is the only ones who see it are the ones who want to use it. And the ones who don't want to want to use it don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, I look at um and it's almost like it's a secret advantage of the ones who do mm-hmm. see it. Like mm-hmm. I mean some of the greatest breakthroughs that we're seeing are a result of like seeing this, you know? I yeah, remember yeah. there was yeah. a there was a book um there was a book called U squared by Price Pritchett, I think was the guy's name. Mm. And it was just a little book, but he was a change management, uh, you know, consultant. And he started the book. Um, he was writing and he said, as I write this, there's a fly in the window above the desk where I'm (laughs) looking out the window here. And it is beating its head, trying to get through this glass. It sees where it wants to go and it can't do there, but literally three feet to the right, there's an open door with no obstacles for it to get to where it wants to go. And it doesn't, it won't give up on trying to break mm-hmm. through that glass long enough to see that there's another option right over here. 
yeah. that would give it yeah. easy access to what it is. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what kind of reminded me of this, that there are people who are resistant to pining away for the loss of the ver- uh, physical gathering. Yeah. And waiting, you know, sitting the, it out. You use, out uh, you use your, your formula, you know, that you've used for this and, you know, and I've uh, referred to that, uh, you know, that uh, it's good for you to, you know, to frame things in terms of, vi- uh, you know, CBR capability, the VCR uh, vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, VCR vision capability and, and reach. My mine and it has to do with the who who are the who's you're looking for in your life, and yeah. it has to do with people who have ambition, people who have creativity, and people who have cooperation. Mm-hmm. The the people that you will most want to be in collaboration with are people who have those three qualities, providing that you yeah. have those three qualities. Okay, uh-huh. and uh, and my sense is that. On a personal level, if you are not ambitious, if you don't have, um, you know, a real nose for greater capabilities that will serve your ambition, and if you aren't cooperative, in other words, that you can, uh, you can utilize other people's uh, ambition and other people's mm-hmm. capable, uh, creativity. Uh, probably this Zoom medium is not going to be interesting to you. It may even be threatening to you. It may right. even be threatening to you. You know, uh, you're going to be confronted with all sorts of people that make you feel worse about yourself. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's so uh... yeah, yeah. So I, I, but my last chapter, I finish. You know, I have the little subheads in my little books, and it says, "Yeah, true, true, uh, uh, um, and almost too good." In other words, mm. true, comma, and almost too good, because people say it's too good to be true. And I said, yeah. "Well, it's actually true, and it may seem almost too good." Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's that's my experience. You know, I can float. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you may be pinching yourself, you know. Yeah. You wouldn't have that. You want wouldn't want to have that capability and have it turned off in five minutes by somebody else. Right. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> yeah. I can fly. <laughs> oh man. It's a bit like a, it's a bit like the Roadrunner and Coyote, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, it, it's really, it's been um, fascinating to me to see this anti-gravity um, situation happening and, and the evolution of it. Like, um, you know, we, we talked, I, I, I probably, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was the first person to bring the word ghost kitchen into your world in in, in yes you are the uh, idea no. of yeah and, which was and, five and, or six uh, years ago and to uh, on the president scorebar scoreboard since you did that and that's been uh, two years i think two years since you brought this Multiple, topic yeah. up mm-hmm. maybe three other people have talked to me about it as part of their future plans that's interesting, isn't it? That now the um, 
you know, that when I first discovered that concept, it was new and rare and was just being discovered. It was almost like somebody figured it out and was keeping it a secret like that. Um, and it felt like the reports of it, that's, this is really an interesting thing now, Dan, if I look back on this, it had to have been, it's, it's definitely more than two years, but probably not more than four years, maybe, um, that the, the, when I brought it to your attention, it was like somebody discovered this was going on and it was like, they felt like the people were cheating because it was all about that, that article that I saw of the nine restaurants, one kitchen, no dining room. And that was, that was almost like somebody was cheating by Mm -hmm. running nine restaurants out of the same kitchen. That doesn't Mm -hmm. seem fair or that's like an unfair advantage that they could have nine restaurants, but only have one kitchen. And then that Mm -hmm. became the thing that was, became kind of the standard that ghost kitchens started being a way for traditional restaurant entrepreneurs to, you know, re sidestep the traditional thing of having to have the total package of a restaurant with a dining room in a high traffic location with a whole front of house staff that somebody could bypass all that jettison the forward facing mainland part of it in favor of just mm-hmm. focusing on the most profitable uh, Cloudlandia mm-hmm. part of it. And then that became the next level of that became an infrastructure that allowed people to just have the facilities for uh, ghost kitchens. And now it's evolved mm-hmm. to the ghost kitchen as a service where yes. you just, if you're a chef, you give us your recipes and we'll scale it out to yeah. other. Uh, yeah. And that was, uh, so there's a whole infrastructure that didn't exist four years ago. That's really the, the people who discover these things are creating big, big opportunities of it. I'm going to yeah, talk about one reason on that, Tuesday. I think the, the, uh, yeah. I think one reason why you don't hear about it is because um, it's such a great idea that people are really busy. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. and uh, I mean, it's such a yeah. And what I'm what I'm talking to you about is um, uh, you actually don't have time for status because success uh-huh. is too big. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, what I mean is that uh, you know, would you or I go to some group who's not using Zoom? Uh, Zoom and try to spend a couple hours converting them to Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> would you? Well, yeah. I mean, no. That's no, you the, wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. You'd uh-uh. rather do. You'd uh-uh. rather do your next cooperation and collaboration 
yeah. uh, on Zoom, uh, that experience. Yeah. So you only really want to talk to the people who are uh, with it. You know, you only want to talk to the people who get it. You don't want to talk to the people who don't get it. And it was very funny because I, I you know, over the years with the Facebook uh, phenomenon and the Google phenomenon, uh, yeah. th- there's been various people saying, you know, there's no such thing as personal privacy anymore. You know, uh-huh. you know, people don't have personal privacy anymore. And I said, sure they do. I said, there's probably billions of people that have personal They have personal, probably everybody on the planet has personal privacy about something. And he says, yeah. well, who are yeah. they? And I says, well, it's private. <laughs> you wouldn't know ah, who they are. Right. You know, like somebody, I mean, I keep, you know, uh, you know, I there's just vast areas of my life that I don't talk about. You know, I don't talk mm-hmm. about, and uh, and um, the reason the reason I don't talk about it is that uh, there's no useful reason to be talking about it. In other right. Words, uh, you know, in other words, if it isn't part of the common ground that I have with someone else, I'm I'm really not going to talk about it. Right. I'm not trying to convert anybody over to my, you know, right. The way I've left, the way I've left, I led my life, or and everything else. It's for me to make use of my own experiences for my own reasons. Nobody else needs to know, know those. And uh, but it's very funny because you're starting to see now the first, um, what I would say, pushback with Australia, um, basically saying that Facebook can't use. News headlines. News, you know, yeah. Yeah, news. And Facebook says, well, we're just going to cut Australia out. And I said, well, this is going to be interesting. Let's see. What, yeah. Uh, let's see what a corporation can do against a nation state, especially when Google uh, totally did the deal with Australia. Google said, sure, we'll do a deal with you. We'll do yeah. a deal with you. you know? Yeah. So uh, he's out there hanging by himself, you know. And, uh, you know, and then Tim Cook saying, you know, we're just going to install something on your iPhone that gives you the right to say yes or no uh, yeah. with anything you're doing, uh, doing. And uh, so my sense is that, you know, really innovative people will take massive advantage of something that's free before anyone else even realizes that it's valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know, so, um, do, do you know, um, chefs, people like restaurant, uh, do you know people who own restaurants? I know you're friendly with mm-hmm. some of the ones in Toronto, but, um, yeah, I'm just curious about what you observe as their, motivation because you think about what you were talking about the spatial considerations like is i'm wondering if in a chef's mind the what is the the success or the um thing of of owning a restaurant is it the um you know is it the preparing the food every day for, do they just love the act of preparing the food, or do they love the idea of figuring out and crafting their signature dishes um, as the algorithm kind of thing? Um, 
it's it's an it's an interesting thing to, for me to think. Well, I think about it's yes. What. I th- I think it's yes to every question. And, you know, yeah. you could ask about it. I, and that's why I think it's hard for people to focus on a new capability because they yeah. have to take it into consideration. They have to balance it against the multitude of different reasons why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, that, I know uh, I know Susser of Susser Lee. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. I, you know, that's I know I, I know of, him maybe. and. You know, yeah. and it goes back to 1993, so it's 27 years. And, uh, you know, and, um, um, you know, he's the chef. I mean, he designs, uh, I, I, not, I, I don't think he's ever had a chef. You know, I mean, I think Susser is the, you know, the designer of the menu, but he's the front, he's the front stage presence, too, because he comes yeah. out, he talks talks to guests and everything else and um i would say it's uh you know it's the total package you know the experience of going there the space the design how people are treated who yeah. his long-term customers are uh you know the you know his you know his relationship with the team his reputation the number of stars that he has and you know, mm-hmm. so so my and so my sense is that it's a 360 degree phenomenon, and uh-huh. uh, and uh, but you know he's delivering big time. You know, I mean, um, yeah, me, which is you know the current name of the restaurant on King Street. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anything on the menu. He's got a set menu of you know favorite over the years favorite Lee uh-huh. uh, Lee things, and they're all available yeah. by. By delivery, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's interesting because I'm, I'm seeing the evolution of where that, um, you know, where that uh, goes now. Like with the evolution of the virtual dining. That's the newest. That's the the evolution of it now. Is yeah, uh, virtual dining. Have we've gone from. Yeah ghost kitchen to cloud kitchen to virtual dining as the newest iteration mm-hmm. of the the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it opens up opportunities for, you know, celebrity chefs to have their, um, their menus um, yeah. distributed in, sure. in other areas. So, yeah, you, well, it's You've really interesting, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Trotter uh, in, in Chicago was, you know, I think he's sort of uh, broadly credited in American restaurant history as the one who really created the tasting menu, tasting mm. menu restaurant, where you would go in and you would order a menu. You would order a la carte. Okay? Right. And he, he he usually had three. He had, uh, he, you know, I mean, he switched over pretty early to um, vegetarian, you know, mm-hmm. not not vegan, but vegetarian. And then he right. had uh, he had a, uh, you know, kind of a standard and then he'd have a super deluxe one and you would go in and you, and uh, each guest would have to choose from. You know, would choose one whole menu. You would, because it was, uh, I think it was seven courses. 
it didn't matter which venue. So, uh-huh. you know, everybody get everybody would get their first, second, third through seventh uh, yeah, serving at the same courses, time. But... Yeah. And uh, but he started off. First of all, he is not a graduate of any cooking school, uh, uh-huh. but he loved cooking. And he started off as a caterer uh, in the, you know, um, sort of trendy, fashionable part of Chicago. And, uh, and uh, you know, and he just developed this very, very passionate clientele of people that he would cater for. And that became the base, um, you know, um, that would become the base for his. When he opened a restaurant, he immediately had raving fans. And, uh, you know, hard to get into, very hard to get into. I was probably there a dozen times, you know, during mm-hmm. uh, during uh, during the period. But he started, you know, I mean, if he had started with the possibility of a ghost kitchen, <laughs> you know, right. when he was a caterer, caterer at, uh, he might have gone in a completely different direction. Um, right. But, uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But it's such a the good thing time is, to be. What I'm noticing and the thing that I'm most fascinated with is the invisibility of the Cloudlandia economy to those Mm -hmm. who are against it, are Mm -hmm. um, lacking in confidence about it, or uh, don't think it's very important that Mm -hmm. if, if those check those three boxes and you don't see what's happening. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and it's that's that's the funny thing. It's like having three D glasses when you see this. Yep. Uh, when you see it, it's immediate that you yep. see all the the whole complement of opportunities. And I yep. think your chapter of that it seems too good to be true is mm-hmm. really accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that we end up kind of. It's- uh, yeah, the way I stated voluntary though, gravity. True, that's a good. That's a good word. It's true, but almost too good. <laughs> I think that's a thing that we we have uh, we apply voluntary gravity to our yep. situations that yeah, we uh, will yeah. just like. I'll just. I think. I just want to think, float a little bit. Yeah, I think. I think everybody's got a personal gravitational system. Yeah, you know, that, that uh, you know. I mean. Uh, yeah, you know, I I don't want to be thinking about everything all the time. I I, I want to be, I I want to be thinking about particular things most of the time. And yeah, I've got some room for new topics, but uh, I think all of us have sort of the main focus. Yeah. and uh, and uh, uh, and that's what makes us great and makes us capable and makes us unique. Is yeah, uh, it was like Einstein, you know is known as the, you know, the, um, you know, the discoverer of relativity. And yeah. he said, oh, no, no. He said there were many, many people, that, uh, you know, at the turn of the 20th century. He says there are many people, physicists, um, thinking about relativity. And he says, but I'm the first person to think about it and not think about it. anything else for 10 years. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> That's you and I for Cloudlandia. Yeah. In ten years. That's great. Well you're 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 yeah, you're you're the 
you're the you're the go-to person if you want to uh, a guided tour of Cloudlandia. The mayor of Cloudlandia, right? The welcome committee. Yes. Yes. It's so yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. I love it. You're the Cheshire well, cat of Cloudlandia. That's it. So I noticed mm-hmm. I have. Um, I, I'm excited about Tuesday. I noticed I have something on my calendar for tomorrow with strategic. Is there a workshop tomorrow or? Not that I know of. It may just be a, it just may be a check in with, with, uh, Oh no, it's uh, six o'clock. We're going to have, uh, we're going to have a social hour in spatial web. That's what so it is. You okay. Go, you go in and you create a avatar of yourself and you're able to wander around. You're not confined to boxes. You go in through zoom and you yes. can, um, and um, you can talk around, but it's uh, you're Dean and I'm Dan, and we can go from group to group and talk to each other socialize. I love it. Awesome. We're just experimenting. We're just yeah, experimenting yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, uh, I will. Uh, I'll see you there. Yep, I'll be there at six Eastern time. Six Eastern time. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right, Dan. Enjoy your day. Thanks. Great to chat. Yes, always.